Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home Home repair. Today, it is wintertime. So we are talking winter home maintenance, colors of the year for 2022. Mm -hmm. What design colors are going to be hot next year? (laughs) And then uh, we have a, a listener question. So let's start with winter home maintenance. What should we be doing? Okay. And is this inside or outside? This is, these are all inside. Okay. Um, so there were the whole slew of fall maintenance that we've covered in the past. Right. We are doing uh, inside. So we're going to start with washing machine. When's the last time you changed the hoses on your washing machine? Uh, when it was installed. And that was? Fortunately, not that long ago. Two years. Okay. Are they rubber or are they braided? The braided. Okay. So uh, I think they're... I th- I do not know. Huh? Might be I don't think they're braided. Check. I don't think they're braided. You don't think they're the stainless steel braided ones? I do not. Okay, so those should be changed every two years. If they're rubber? Yep. <laughs> what, what, if they're bra- what if they're braided? That seems a little excessive, I got to say. I mean, well, what, what's going to impact that kind of degradation? You've got the moisture from the, the lines themselves. You've got the pressure. They're rubber. Right. They have gaskets. Okay. What about what about like your um, uh, tires on your car? Mm-hmm. If they just sit, do they degrade? They do. Does your bicycle tire just degrade as it's sitting in the garage? Very slowly. It needs like UV. But, it needs light. It needs air. It needs okay, stuff. Okay. So if it has sat there for two years, mm-hmm. just kind of sat there, and then all of a sudden you're going to put pressure on it. Okay. Tell me. Um uh, how long ago was it since you replaced yours in your home? Ooh, yeah, it's been longer than two years. <laughs> I didn't say I did all of this stuff. <laughs> well, no, but that's why I want kind of like a reasonable, okay, two years is dreamy, but that that seems a little excessive. You know, I have seen this um, recommended in, in a number of different places, right? Because right. I just kind of geek out on this stuff. And I, so, you know, I've taught this class, Home Maintenance 101, and it's one of the things that I say, you know, washer uh, hoses. Um, and then I've looked in other places, like Family Handyman, which is a magazine, mm-hmm. and they say two years. And, and all these other, it's like two years. Um, it could be that the manufacturer um, Isn't going to guarantee you past that or right. recommend it. Right. The, you know, limited warranty or something like this right, past right. two years. And that um, makes sense. I mean, they, that's on the ultimate outside, outside, outside. Right. You know. Um, so what would you rather do? Would you rather spend I know you're 15 get, bucks. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> $15 on some new hoses. So I have to move it and then it's going to be hard to get off and then I need to get it back on. <laughs> it's just an unromantic maintenance item is all it, it is but but so is cleaning up two inches of water that spewed all over the place while you've been on vacation and you don't feel that way about 
I mean, you'll go into bathrooms and kitchens that those supply lines have probably never been replaced until they leak. Those are those are typically the braided. Um, yeah, those are typically braided. Um, so how how often do I if going back to your washer question if it's braided, do I need to worry so much about it? I've never heard that before. I've never said to or I've never heard anybody say you should be changing out your supply lines on your toilet or your faucets. Right. Right. That's that's interesting. And th- I would imagine the pressure is the same. Yeah. I mean, you have a valve opening and closing and Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's an that's well, an interesting no. case. Right. We'll have to do a little research Amy's on that. Amy's going to do a little research hmm. on that. Right. All right. But certainly inspect them. See if anything's concerning. That's what I would do probably. Is right. inspect Just, to see what they look like, you know, before a major leak happens. Right. Just probably run your hands there. around there and, you know, see if you've got any kind of drips or anything like that. And if yeah. you do, you know, take care of it. Sure. Remember to turn your water off. Before you change them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> good, good tip. Um, check your ventilation in your kitchen. So you turn your range hood on. Mm-hmm. Make sure that that's flowing right. Uh, do our test. Right. Do the, you could do the. Smoke or paper test. Smoke or paper. Um, should it be something more than toilet paper on your hood, on your kitchen hood? That should have a little bit more suction than a bathroom fan, do you think? No, well, it's yes, it should have. I think I think the the highest that you can go on a range hood without having to have backup or um, makeup air, yeah, um, is four hundred cubic feet per minute. Mm-hmm. Bathroom fans are typically between like eighty and one hundred and twenty cubic feet per minute. Right. So there is a little bit more draw to it. Um, it's. I mean, if it's drawing, it's drawing. It's you know sucking. Mm-hmm. Then then your your paper is going to stick to it. I mean, you, that's what you want to find out. Is it right? And the way you're going to find out if it's working efficiently is you know when things something starts smoking. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you it burn just something. Doesn't, right. It just doesn't draw it out. It's like well, maybe I need to get something different. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And there are the the um, you know those wire filters that go yep on there. Yep. Put those in the dishwasher. Okay. Every once in a while. Uh, I have taken those things apart. Oh, people don't realize that you can take those off and put them in the dishwasher and, and clean that stuff up, but those get nasty. Yeah, quickly. Really. Yes. Quickly. Yeah. And you can replace them. Um, talk about uh, repairclinic.com. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to find parts like that. Mm-hmm. Put in your brand and your model number, and, and they're cheap. That sounds cheap. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, dryer vent. Oh, wait, wait. Another one you got so your kitchen, bathroom, your laundry room. Yeah, um, it's actually required by code now that laundry rooms have ventilation in them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's just typical bathroom fan, and I don't know of many people that really use them. But when you've got these in the newer houses, right, you've got the the stackables that are stuffed into a closet kind of thing, right? And then they close the door, right? Um, and those get really a lot of moisture, a lot of moisture going on there. So um, they it they typically will wire them so that they run on a timer, mm-hmm. so that they're running and and they're so like they're, when you start your laundry, you start that as well, or your dryer, right. dryer, whatever, right? And and part of what they're doing with that also is that um, because newer homes are so airtight, mm-hmm. they're trying to do that air exchange, and they're using it in the in the laundry room. They're doing it partially that. for that too. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes so sense. check that one too. Make sure it's strong. 
Uh, see if you have one. See if you should think about putting one in. Putting one in, right. <laughs> Especially if you start getting those specks of mildew on the mm. ceiling and, and uh, you know, right up by the ceiling, you see that stuff starting to grow. It's like, well, that's, what is that? It's that's like, a really good indicator. Yeah. Because but, um, we, in our back bathroom, that's, I don't think our fan's working very well. Oh, okay. Because we are getting a lot of that. Mm. I went out to see a house this week, um, and they're going to do a bathroom remodel. And the fan was over toward the shower, and they said, it's it's not connected to the – it doesn't go through the roof. It's just kind of – the hose is just kind of in the attic. In, in the attic. In the oh, attic. No. And it was about five feet away from where the bathroom fan was, and a spot on the ceiling was moisture. Yeah. Damage. And it was from that's what they did. What you know, they turned the fan on, and that water that it would draw it over. Warm to that air area. would would draw up in there, and in the attic, it cools down and then condenses and then dumps that moisture on the ceiling. And now they're getting that moisture that's actually coming through and and damaging the drywall. Wait a minute. You said this is what was happening on the one that we talked about a couple no, no. episodes? No, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. This was, no. <laughs> this was one that I just looked at. Oh, okay. Right. No. Okay. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Did you find the solution for that one? That was a drain, shower drain. The The question was, who was liable? Oh, you were, and well, were you able to just break through the ceiling and yeah. access it that just way? Just that, yeah. Okay, yep. good, yep. good. So, so it was as quick and easy as you were hoping that right. it was going to be. But it was that, you know... Pointing fingers. And yeah, yeah. Who's paying for this? Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's when I step away. Yeah. It's like, nah, I'm out. Go back a couple episodes. That was a really interesting story. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so ventilation. Check that out. Um, clean dryer vent. And you want us to do that all the time. I do. Sky you should be down. doing that. Like every quarter you want us to do that. Okay, so <laughs> how much lint do you pull out of your dryer every load? <sighs> Some, tell me, tell some. me. Okay, but it's right. designed so, to capture it there, so it and, captures okay, it there. Okay, so you pull that out, yes. And then how much? How much lint do you see down that's some, that's gotten past it? Some, some. Do you right. ever turn on your dryer and you hear like, <laughs> <laughs> which means that there's stuff in the line that's getting blown out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or you can keep your headphones on and not hear those. That's true. You those could nasty and, little sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not that hard. Okay. It's a fire hazard. Yeah. If you have um, uh, that flex hose. Yes. Right? You don't want that flex hose going into the wall. That is, that's definitely not to code. If, you're, if, you're, if your dryer vent is running uh, through the wall, like it might go into the wall and up and then out, that all should be solid. That okay. should be- um, The flex hose is rigid- only coming from the appliance to the wall. Yes. And then it should be solid from there on right, out. Right, right, right. Okay. And if you're longer than, uh, there's a certain length, um, and you should read in your owner's manual for your dryer, it'll tell you how long that vent line can be before you actually need a booster pump. Right, Or right. a booster fan. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we have for winter maintenance. So would, in cleaning that, big reason why people don't do it is it's a bear to yeah. get that. It's in an awkward spot, those flexible Never go on and off, you know, with the C-clamp and all that. Never does well. Can you do it sufficiently? I have a very short run. Mm-hmm. So my utility, the the laundry room shares an out, is an outside wall, mm-hmm. and it's right there. Can I clean it enough 
you know, if I have like two or three, there it looks like the owners before us had this kind of brush mm -hmm. that would go in there. Does that make you happy enough? <laughs> it's it's all about making me yeah. happy. It's not about your safety or anything. It's about making me happy. Um, are you going to go from both ends? No, because I don't want to take that that uh, flexible hose off of the dryer. It always rips back. It never comes on strong again. And because our thing is stacked, it's very it's very difficult to the back to get to the back of the dryer. It's very difficult. Okay. The so, companies need to make it better because nobody's going to pull that thing out every quarter. They just won't. It's not every quarter. It's every six months. Just you talk so. about it every All time. The, every episode I talk but about still, this. still, even every year. Um, they, have, uh, they have the dryer brushes that are on a flexible cable wire kind of thing, right? That's rigid enough that it'll hold itself, but yeah. it's flexible enough so you can go in through where you're – where your uh, lint basket is. Oh, that'd be and nice. try to go that way. Mm -hmm. And then um, going through the other side, where it comes out of the house, go in that way. That's what I'm asking. Right, so, so loosen, and you're going to loosen it up. Once you loosen that up and the dryer starts out again, it's going to blow that stuff out. Okay, so you're worried about the stuff that's accumulated that's and accumulating, kind of right? It's getting it's getting sticky in there. And it's okay. like, have you ever, you know, you go out to the outside of the house and how that stuff is... You know, clinging to those little louvers that are, and you want to make sure those louvers are working too. Right. So right. that it's not, you know, closed getting, and yeah, building more up. Yeah. All right. You can so do it. So everybody, let's go home and give it a try. All right. Try to clean it out. Because <laughs> you're right. It is a terrible, terrible hazard, fire hazard. It is a horrible fire hazard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. That's it. That's it for the winter maintenance. That's all we have to do. So you got what? One, two, three, four. So one this month. One in January. There Let's you say two in February. Okay. Well, in it, January, there's nothing to do in February, January. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. And your hose is if it's been over two years. Right. Two to three to five years. Yep. <laughs> you can do it. I know you can do it. All right. So you've been excited, apparently, in the last couple of years, just really excited about design. So you huh. want to tell us all... <laughs> Tell us, Amy, what are the hot, hot, hot colors for 2022? It all depends on where you look. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I'm, I'm, I am fascinated by it. I'm not that fascinated about the colors themselves, right? It's like, I wouldn't, I'm not going to paint with that. But, but just, I mean, there is like a whole committee and voting, and there is a director of color, and it is just like. Wow, these people really think about this stuff. I mean, Sherwin-Williams, for example, or Benjamin okay. Moore, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what their business is, is color. Sure, sure, sure. And so they've got this whole group of people that that sit around and, and think about it and vote on it and, and determine, you know— What's the colors for 2022 going to be? What are they? So going there's up not with? only there's not only the color, but then there's the whole palette that goes with sure, it. Sure, right? sure, so, sure. Because you can't. How are you going to complement that? Right, those you can't colors. just mix and match and it right. just in in a heebie-jeebie kind of way. You just got to do it right. <laughs> so, um, so Benjamin Moore, okay, their color of the year. Interesting name. October Mist 1495. October Mist 1495. Now, I don't know if that's the year 1495 or if that's just their color number 1495. Okay, so you don't I'm know if that's sure. the name of no, it. It could be just October is, Mist. That, but, but 
anywhere you look and it says Benjamin Moore 2022, it says October missed 1495. So I'm not sure. So the description for this color, <laughs> I was just going to say kind of a, like a hazy green kind of thing, but there, it's, it's a quote, silver green stem of a flower. The silver green stem of a flower. Yes. Can you envision that? Yeah. Ah, uh, there you go. Kind of seems a little wet, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. What are they going to put with that? Oh well, you'll have to go to get, <laughs> to get Google the, it. To Google palette. it. Twenty twenty two color of the year, Benjamin Moore, and then they'll give you a whole palette of like ten other colors. Benjamin Moore, October mist. Yeah. All right. Sherwin Williams. Yeah. Because of course they have a different one. Yeah. Theirs is evergreen fog. Another green. A strikingly soft and soothing green. <laughs> right. So people are excited about greens. Apparently. So so this, this is a color quote. of the year kind of? This is color of the year. So this, this is a quote from, from uh, Sherwin-Williams, director of color marketing. <laughs> I want that Sue, job. Oh, Sue Wadden. Color forecasting is comprised of research, science, and testing. It's both a highly technical practice and an art. For evergreen fog and much of our color trend forecasts overarching trend, the pandemic certainly influenced where yeah. we are with colors. Yeah. Consumers were seeking nourishing, meaningful, reassuring, and healing colors. Hmm. Right? I'm fascinated. I mean, I it's fascinating. Like it. it's, yeah. it's, it's like, wow. So, this so is Sherman really... Williams is evergreen fog. Evergreen fog. Similar, similar in Feel, color yeah. to, yeah, as, as the uh, Benjamin Moore. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to do Pantone, but Pantone is more, um, they start in the, the, the spring, summer. Um, so we're going to do this again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do this again. Oh, wait, we're not done yet. Oh, sorry. So we've got the lucky colors for 2022. And this is. And who's this determining is, this? This is based on um, the, the Chinese Zodiac. Oh, okay. Right. So 2022 is the year of the tiger. Tiger. Green, red, yellow, and blue. So it's like everything. Um, well, no, it's like that is that's interesting because that those all include green. Yeah, and so again, it's that green, and I and I can't imagine that Benjamin Moore and Sherman Williams don't look true to this as just come to inform them, you right? Know, just right. another piece of their their data, right? To add to this, they say. More specifically, yeah, right. Other than the just the the green, red, yellow, and blue, um, water mint green, and yeah, so again, cerulean blue. Similar idea. Yeah, yeah. What year would have all primary colors in the Chinese I zodiac? I don't know. Or does that happen? <laughs> or is that stay tuned? The day before the apocalypse or something. Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So we're all kind. We're kind of in a green blue mood. Yeah. All right, ready to ready to move on to a question? Because <laughs> I know you're so interested in these colors. Well, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I what, what intrigued fun. you, inspired you to to think about that, to look into that? Because you don't decide a whole lot. Your clients will decide colors, correct? Right. right. And you know, it's like so. So you're coming into the new year, maybe thinking about, okay, I want to do a remodel, or yeah. I want to freshen something up, and where do I even start? Mm. And and I just thought, the first time I ever heard of, you know, there's a color of the year. It's like, oh, my word. I had no idea. Right. And designers actually use these. 
I'm sure. They use pillows, you know, throw pillows or drapes or rugs or, you know, well, whatever I mean, for accident. And it's in those things that you can use to freshen up a room. Right. And you're not spending a whole lot of money on it, right? right it's like, oh, right. these are the colors of the year. Let's throw them out there. So it's just, you know, and I'm, I'm getting more interested in in the design and what people are looking for and, and all that kind of stuff. So I just thought that, you know, as you're thinking about oh, I want to paint this year. Yeah, yeah. Think about that and see see how it resonates with you. And, and you know, just, and just I think color, a fun thing. I think color is fascinating because just like you say, that, that refreshing aspect of it, how do you design your remodel to allow for refreshing down the road? Mm-hmm. Like if uh, I saw one of a beautiful bathroom remodel that y'all did, um, but it was a very powerful green tile. Oh, right. The green and, and so the black. Like, that's what you're living with. Right. You can't refresh that <laughs> with a couple of There's, towel changes. Right. Changing to go into red towels is not going to make much difference. Right. You're looking <laughs> right. at Christmas and sand clothes there. Yeah, right, right. And I thought yeah. that was interesting as mm-hmm. opposed to if you design things with more neutral, then you can put the splashes of color and the splashes of color can change. Right. Which right. I think modern design kind of looks that direction, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, but exactly. Anyway, interesting. So color of the year. All right, but you have a question, our I final do. thing. I do. So what are some things that you need to consider when you're buying a house that's 100 years old? Lots of things. Yep. I would consider it's 100 years old. So if it's about a 1920. Yeah. 1920, it's like, oh my gosh, this house is just amazing. And it's... I would look at more price range. I would look at how is the wood looking? How is the electrical looking? Probably be the most dangerous and catastrophic Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Like I think electrical would be electrical's huge, right? Has has the um, has the panel been upgraded? Does it have fuses? Yeah. Right. I mean, if it has fuses, it's like, oh, that's really old. Right. That's and, and, and you need to think about those things because those are going to think be things that you're going to need. To update. Need to update yeah. at some point. If you do anything. Right. Like if, if you, you do just anything, go into that house and live, okay, you don't have to. But if anybody's going to be doing. Right. You're going to want to plug in your computer. Yeah. You're going to want that. that so so electrical is, is a big one, right? Knob and tube. If you still have knob and tube. Knob and tube works great. Um, but it's not grounded. Right. And you get into trouble with like in the attics and you start putting insulation up there or people start walking around and those wires are absolutely bare right there. And you know, it could get, it could get ugly. Right. Um, so that's something to take, take into consideration. And then also there's your plumbing, mm-hmm. galvanized pipes. And, and there are instances and I have seen it actually it was a, a friend of yours. We did some work for them. Um, uh, they actually had lead pipe. I was wondering that was yeah. still it was supply lines. It wasn't it wasn't drain line, which you know I don't care if it's a lead pipe that it's going through. But this was water coming into the house was a lead pipe. Wow. So um, that's so, a big deal. Yeah. So that's you know that's still out there. So you want to like and the the older it is and and if it hasn't been changed, we've opened up some old pipes where you've got you know it's an it's a half inch pipe. But you got like a pinhole um, around all that corrosion. All the corrosion that's in there, and anytime you do anything to the plumbing, it starts breaking that stuff up, and it clogs all your aerators. And then you got maintenance to do. I don't remember what month it is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But um, so yeah, plumbing is another big thing um, because these are these are the big ticket items. Sure. Another thing that you want to think about. Oh, well, you 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 tell me what else. I don't want to just feed you. 
Um, so we got plumbing and electrical. Plumbing and electrical. I'd be really interested in the condition of, I have most experience with wood homes. I'd be looking at that foundation and that, and the con- the condition of the wood, mm-hmm. looking for places where bad problems could be hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was anything uh, funky happening, the probably the biggest thing would be asbestos in it in everything. It, I guess you just assume asbestos is in everything. No, I mean like the, flooring. Yeah, paint. vinyl vinyl flooring. Right, vinyl flooring. Yeah, there's a good chance that there's going to be asbestos in it, and then um, insulation that goes around, like the old ductwork from an oil right. furnace, um, a lot of times has has asbestos in it. Um, but what about uh, your foundation and uh, how is that settled over time? Mm-hmm. And you know the cracks that can sometimes um, form, and how is it shifting? Uh, you, you could have a crack that goes from the the sill plate all the way down, and if it's just a crack and it doesn't look like it's moved at all, you know, it'd be fine. It, mm-hmm. could, it could be something that happened the first six months the house was built, and there it is. Right, right. There's also uh, where they use like a, a flagstone. This is more on the East Coast um, than it is out here, but you've got a flagstone kind of foundation where it's oh right rocks on top of rocks on top of rocks and that was in my grandmother's house and that was just fascinating to look at and think that oh my word this house is just sitting on stacked stones right right yeah. and i don't consider um you know the the small bricks like this building has it you know all in pioneer square that foundation which was just Small bricks. Mm-hmm. You you're know. not talking about. You're not talking cinder I'm not blocks. Talking cinder, right? Okay. You know wow. the things that we yeah. see, in the, um, and people have been slathering, you know, stuff on either side of them. But it's still just those those small little Hold bricks, there. bricks yeah. holding buildings right. up. That's why there's companies that are doing elect- uh, earthquake retro- retrofit. Right. Yeah. yeah, coming in and, and just taking yeah. care of it for you. And we're just rebuilding foundations mm-hmm. for them on mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, we talked about. Asbestos, mm-hmm. also, or just assume, just just knowing that you might come across that if you're doing any renovations, right? And as with asbestos, it's not like they're like lead based paint is kind of dated, right? It's like they say from houses that are older than 1978, built in 1978 or older, um, assume that you have lead based paint in it, mm-hmm. right? And you test it, and if it is, yes. But asbestos, that's not the case. You can have asbestos in older in, in newer homes as well, like popcorn ceilings. We find that all the time. It's in oh, popcorn ceilings, or okay. it's in um, the vinyl flooring. Um, sometimes it's just in the glue that was used on the vinyl floors, right? So right. it's kind of it's like you can find it in, in a lot of different places. Some drywall has asbestos in it as well, right? So right. Um, either get it tested or be very very careful and when handling and when, it. when you're handling it, right? Yeah. And then um, another thing, and this is the last one I'll, I'll talk about, is um, if if you can see if there has been deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're crawling in the crawl space and you see these watermarks that are up underneath there, it's like, okay, what hasn't been done or, you know, did they do anything? Um, or maybe they fixed it, <clears throat> and so that's okay that it only has that much water damage, but... Right. Yeah. Right. Right, or they just let that leak. Eh, it's just a little leak. It'll be, it, it'll be okay. Right, 
right? right? Or you look underneath the the bathroom cabinet, and the bottom of the bathroom cabinet is kind of bowed. You know, it's kind of bowed, but it's you know it's still solid because it was a solid piece of wood, right? Right. But okay, so how long was that dripping, and what does the floor look like underneath there? Right. So those are right. things to to look at, look at, and then vinyl. Um, if there's discoloration or like around the toilet, if mm-hmm. there's discoloration on the vinyl, that's, that's going to be an indication. So just some yeah. things to think about if you're going to, you know, go for it, do it, you know, buy that house and, and redo know it. Know what you're that's, going that's, into. But yeah, yeah there, there's probably going to be some, some extra costs that you're going to have to really think about. And, and um, so be, get, be ready for an adventure. Right. Uh, read. <laughs> Google <laughs> yes, it. Right. Google it. <laughs> Google that's it. Right. I'm all about Googling it. If you have any stories about a new house that you got, you came across some of the things, I'd love to hear about it. If you have any other questions, please send them to us at askamy at amyworks.com and we'll get them answered for you. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please like and review them. We would highly, highly appreciate it. And then share, share that, of course. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah. Let them know. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Lisha. Makes me wonder. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.